Stadium, Saturday night, 7.30, Tennessee Vols take on Ole Miss, sellout crowd, Neyland's going to be beautiful on that checkerboard, I don't think, I can't remember the last time, you know, Vol Nation has been this excited about a game, so what is going on everyone, welcome to the Rocky Top Times, where we talk about all things Tennessee Vols, my name is Sean, my name's Chase. Chase, all those things I just mentioned, uh, have you been this excited? When's the last time you were this excited about a Vols game coming up? It's been a while. I mean, it's probably, you know, the 2016, uh, whenever we had some hype preseason top 10 nationally. And um, I think the last time we actually had a sellout was like 2017 or something like that. So it's been a while since, you know, just the, I mean, just Knoxville in general has been excited for, for a game. So um you know anytime Lane Kiffin's coming back I know he came back a few years ago whenever he was with Bama always got a good ovation (laughs) or booze whichever one you want um but it's going to be good I mean both teams are pretty evenly matched both you know show great offenses um defenses struggle some so it should be a shootout I don't know Uh, this is by far in recent memory and by recent memory I mean like probably in all of Pruitt's tenure, but this is probably the biggest opportunity for our program to take a step forward. Uh, you could argue, I think, was it last year when they played Georgia or the year before? Um, that could have been a huge momentum changer for our program, and then they just absolutely blew the opportunity. And that was like already a few years under Pruitt's system and everything. But now, year one under this new coaching staff, where you have like 25 players and most of them were starters, just go to the portal. And here we are with an opportunity to, you know, compete with one of the best offenses. And Kiffin, is this Kiffin's second year or third yeah. year? So he's been there for a couple of years. But, man, I honestly don't think this coaching staff is getting enough credit. Yes, I know we have really haven't played. As far as conference goes, <clears throat> we played South Carolina, which, you know, we exposed big time. And Missouri, which has one of the worst offenses. I understand that. But if you look preseason, nobody was saying those things at all. Yeah. So I think kudos to this coaching staff and kudos to this team buying into this coaching staff. Yeah, the I mean, the coaching staff has been – I mean, I have nothing but good things to say about them. Even the games that we've lost, I feel like they've called really good games. It's just taken – you know, a little bit of a little bit of time to you know really get the offense clicking. You know, the defense to still. I mean, they're not running a super, I guess, technical scheme on defense, but offense is going to be something that we knew that they would have to adjust to. Um, you know, the tempo, get you know, just plays and just the overall, um, just flow of the offense. But now it looks like it's you know it's clicking with Hendon Hooker running as quarterback. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely a it's a completely like 180 from what we saw last year. I mean, it's actually exciting to watch the games. You never know what's going to happen. Um, can't really predict plays in this offense from what we've seen. And uh, it's working. So that's all we can kind of ask for. I can't remember the last time I've loved play calling as much as Heupel's done. Yeah. I mean, like you said, even the losses, you can't – I really don't blame the coaches. You know, the players were there to make plays and – you know, sometimes they just drop passes or, you know, whatever the case. But, yeah, yeah I've loved the play calling, and I feel like this team is getting better and better because whenever we beat Missouri bad, and I mean bad, everybody said, oh, that's the worst defense ever. And then when South Carolina came, I know they're not known for offense, 
but I mean, we put 28 points in the first quarter. You know, yeah. that's just as much as Missouri. And yes, I know there were a couple, there was a turnover on South Carolina, but that's part of the game, people. And I don't know. I was, I'm just very impressed with this offense. I'm very impressed with this team. And you know, I've I've saw a bunch of Gator fans saying, you know, I've always been thankful that we played Tennessee early because they always seem to get better throughout the season. And I think you see that here. So. Yeah. Man, what an opportunity for this team and this program. And you know it's been a long time for Vol Nation to feel this way because, honestly, I'm just excited about everything positive going on more than, like, the game and the results. You know, like, I mean, sellout crowd, Checker and the ADs getting involved, you know. It's mm-hmm. really cool that he's listening. He, did you see that he he's bringing back, like, the original Vol letters? Like, yeah. that's really cool. And then yeah. he's fine. He's totally cool with us checkerboarding, you know. Not not to say we need his approval, but, you know, he, he's interacting with the fans. He's listening. And, you know, shout out to Danny White for that as well. So it, it, it's really cool to see all this stuff going on. And uh, you were lucky enough to get a ticket to go to the game. Yeah, I mean, I was I was definitely planning on going and didn't expect them. I expected it to be almost a sellout crowd, but um, you know, last week I think was our our, our uh, biggest crowd at like eighty nine thousand. Of course, we hold one hundred and two thousand. So, um, you know, for for the tickets to I think it sold out officially yesterday, right on yeah. Tuesday. So I yeah. was looking at tickets on Monday, and I was like, dude, I gotta buy one because I thought <laughs> I had some. I thought I had some lined up, but then. I was like, I got to buy one just in case, and luckily I, I found one. But, um, yeah, it would be my first game actually seeing the checkerboard in person. It's going to be pretty cool. Oh, it'll be awesome, man. And it's probably – I think it's the latest game we've done a checkerboard. So it'll yeah. be really cool to see it at night. And, you know, you mentioned like 80,000, 80-something thousand people at the South Carolina game. But just watching it on TV, it sounded very loud. I mean, the, yeah. it, it sounded really loud. So – I can't imagine what Ole Miss is going to be walking into at night when it's checkerboard. Uh, yeah. I'm just glad that you know I'm I'm not wearing an Ole Miss jersey that night. They're gonna I, <laughs> I think, and we'll get into our predictions and stuff like that later. But I think the biggest X factor is in fact the home field advantage, and you know the checkerboard sold out at night at Neyland. I think they're going to cause a lot of problems for this Ole Miss offense, especially when they get close to that student section. So. Yeah, I mean that's definitely the one of the you know the one of the X factors like you're saying. It's got to be Neyland. It's got to be Knight. It's got to be the checkerboard. It's got to be all those things. And then when you on top of that, you got to throw in the Ole Miss's defense is just they're not playing well right now. While they may put up a lot of points, I mean a lot of defenses that are playing Ole Miss or playing Tennessee aren't really uh, used to the tempo. But you know our defense goes against our tempo you know, every day in practice. So we're somewhat used to it and our offense can kind of be that scout team that the, that the other, that the defense needs during the week to perfect, to prepare for a game like Ole Miss. So I think that'll be kind of an interesting um, thing to watch just to see how gassed either defense gets whenever they, you know, they kind of go up against this every, every day at practice. Yeah, you're exactly right. And that, that's going to be a huge, thing to watch for too you know who's going to get quick three and outs who's going to be who's going to have better depth you know on defense especially Mm -hmm. especially that you know those big linemen you know they may need to bring out the oxygen tanks in the first (laughs) quarter so we'll definitely have to take a look out for that but man i'm just excited um i can't imagine um 
how loud it's going to be. I mean, just just thinking about it, it might get like Oklahoma loud when Baker Mayfield yeah. came in town. So I know everybody's trying to be louder than that, and I hope it is, man. It's uh, definitely intimidating for all opponents. But man, like you said, their offense is rolling. But let's talk about their defense for a minute, because on paper. You know, it, it looks like we have a huge advantage on that. I don't remember the exact ranking, but I know they were over, like they had a ranking of over 100 total in college football for their total defense, which is very bad. There's only about 130 teams. So, I mean, Chase, you got to love our defense on paper because I think ours is like in the top 50. Yeah, and it's, um, I mean, our run defense is really good. Um, Ole Miss's run rushing offense is actually pretty good, and um, it's it's one of those things where you, you know we're, we know that Ole Miss is going to throw the ball a lot, but they also like to run the ball just like us. Um, mm-hmm. Ole Miss's defense, like you were saying, that their their rush defense is not very good. They, I think they're ranked pretty low in, in rushing, stopping the run. So I think that we'll be able to use that to our advantage and still be able to take some shots, which I think gives us the advantage um, overall in the game. Um, but the, the, the high-powered offense is just something that, you know, is ranked second in the country in, in total offense. You know, they rush the ball really well, even against good teams. Um, you know, it's just – it's a really a tough game to predict overall. Like, I feel like we're – Coming into the year, I, I marked this one down as an L almost as quickly as I did, you know, against Bama or Georgia um, and Florida at the time. So, but coming into this game with our with our offense been playing really good against um, two not so quality SEC opponents, but still, I mean, you got to put up the points, and we have, you know, our offense has played really well. Defense has played pretty decent at times. Um, we just got to who can who can not give up the big plays here. And before we played South Carolina, people were loving that defense. I'm not saying it was like Georgia's defense or anything, but they had a pretty decent reputation on their defense, and they were not expecting what was – I don't think anybody was expecting what happened, you know, last Saturday. So, yeah, and you're right, Ole Miss has a top-two offense, and we've already played the number-one offense and almost beat them, and that was Pitt. We should have beat them. We should have beat them, exactly, and – you know, I love Joe Milton because he plays for Tennessee. I'm never going to hate on a kid that wears orange. But I will say if Hooker was in there, you got to like our chances a little bit more. So, you know, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. It really is. I think if we can just keep playing consistent, we have a really good shot. And I like our chances if we play consistent. And definitely being at home, you got to hope that helps your consistency out. So, I'm um, uh, I don't know, man. I just this. I could see this being on like ESPN Classic, like twenty years from yeah. now. If you know, if it goes the way everyone thinks <laughs> it's gonna go to, so uh, I'm excited. But definitely, I definitely expect an offensive shootout. Um, you know, I I think our defense. I think they have the opportunity to step up and slow this offense down. I really do. Um, we. Ha- I really like our rush defense. Uh, there was mm-hmm. a stat put up the other day about how we are ranked like in the. I think maybe first for like tackles for loss, you know. Yeah, so in the SEC, exactly, and that that's huge. No one would have ever thought our defense preseason was going to do that. So 
kudos to maybe it's the Rodney Gardner effect. I don't know, man, but I'm really liking what our defense is doing and our defensive adjustments. And uh, I, I've been impressed with Tim Banks so far. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. I uh, I definitely think we can slow this run game down and kind of dare Matt Corral to throw it, which could hurt us. That dude is good. Oh, yeah, he's good. <laughs> He's very good. I think our defensive backs are going to have to play their best game yet for us to have a chance. And uh, did you see that whenever we played South Carolina, did you see that ball go to Alante Taylor and he almost picked it off, uh, but it just kind of dropped his hands? We can't have any of that against Ole Miss. Like We have to come down with the ball. Anytime it gets in their hands, you got to come down with it and make a pick. So I – I, I definitely think they can slow their running down, running backs down. Uh, I'm a little worried about their passing. Um, Matt Corral, you know, on his highlights and stuff that I've seen, and I'm not a scout reporter or anything, but, you know, <laughs> on, the, on the highlights that come on, <laughs> when he throws a deep ball, he, he tends to put a lot of air under it. So it kind of hovers a little bit. So... If our defensive backs are really fast, which I think they are, or our safeties, uh, you know, study that. You know, it. I, I don't know when Milton throws, or when Milton, not Milton, but when Hooker throws a ball deep, I think it's beautiful. It's got just enough air; it's not floating too long. And uh, yeah, I, I really think he puts too much air under that. If I had to pick apart anything from Matt Corral, but he honestly likes a lot of the short passes too to try to. Help the third down situations for third and short. But how do you think our uh, how you liking our defensive backs and our safeties? And McCullough's playing lights out too. He has three picks. He had a pick last game. So mm-hmm. you know if if they can keep that consistency, how do you like that matchup? Yeah, uh, you know offensively, Ole Miss is going to put up points. I mean, there's really no way to stop it. I think it's similar to to Tennessee's offense. You know, the, the offense ju- is just made to score. You know, quite a few points. So. I don't think that we're we're not going to stop them per se. Um, I think it would be very our our defense would have to play insane, you know, get some turnovers. I mean, which it's very capable of doing, especially if we're able to stop the run um, with just you know rushing four guys. Um, but the way that Turnage played last week, I don't I don't know what the plan is going forward with him getting into the game. He had 14 tackles, and I think he had two tackles for loss so I mean that's really really good stuff coming off the bench um just being plugged in you know just told he was starting last week so um if he can continue if he's if he's able to play a lot or if he ends up actually starting because I know Theo's supposed to be back this game um I, I'm pretty sure everybody that's injured is supposed to be back with the exception of uh Juwan Mitchell who's unfortunately out for the year now mm-hmm. um but with the defensive backs, I mean, Warren Burrell's been playing better, um, if not really good, actually. He hasn't really given up any big plays. I think Alante's usually, you know, I feel like he almost gives up one big play every game. But, you know, he's been he's been doing better. Um, but, yeah, I feel like everybody back there has been playing good. Not great, but, but pretty good. And um, especially with Theo Jackson coming back, I think that's going to be a, a huge part. If we can get him and Turnage in at the same time and try to try to figure that out, I think that that would that would really help us. Man, and not just those guys, but I heard that uh, Cooper Mays is back, Jabari yeah, Small Cooper. is back. Yeah. 
So uh, I think we're going to have almost everybody back, like you said, other than Mitchell for the yep. shoulder surgery. But uh, it, it's obvious if you watch the South Carolina game that the second half, they, they let off the gas. Yeah. And I think that was just to get ready for this gauntlet that we have to go through. So I'm, uh, I'm excited, man. I, I'm really excited. I'm just glad Tyon Evans wasn't hurt either. I know he kind of yeah. tweaked his ankle a little bit, but they said he could have gone back in and – they just saved him, which was smart. So, and how about um, the play by Lenith Whitehead? Like he's man, coming out of nowhere, dude. Straight up north and south runner, and yeah. he is—he's physical, and yeah. I love that. You know, on the goal line, he—he just—he doesn't get cute. He doesn't do any tricks. He just runs straight north and south. So, I don't know why Will Muschamp wanted him to be a linebacker. He—he's a very <laughs> physical north and south runner. So. Definitely impressed by him and uh, what he's been able to do. You know, he's like our – I think he's like our fourth-string running back behind Wright, if I'm not mistaken. He I know was, Wright's... but I think he's moved up to – I'd say he's like – I know. I think Evans is for sure like our number one guy. Small, he's been hurt quite a bit, so he's probably moved to 2A. And mm-hmm. I think Whitehead, the way he's been running the last couple of games, has moved up to either 2A or 2B, honestly. I think they're kind of interchangeable right now. Yeah, um, he's been playing pretty dang good. Yeah, he he's been making great reads. I think Evans is the best running back we have. Uh, yeah, I, agree. I I love his vision. He's got a very good quick burst, and uh, uh, he's just he's got really good technique. I know that sounds silly saying that in college, but some of these guys, you know, they kind of just hold the ball loose, and he holds it right up under his chin. His arms are like at ninety. His other arms at like a ninety degree angle, and he is just. <laughs> gone so uh evans i think is our best back um i think jabari small is very good too and uh he's he's he doesn't get enough credit but when he gets the ball you know on whatever drive is next it's usually like a third and short or something like that Mm -hmm. so he's you can almost always count on him to gain some yards especially with this defense that's coming to town but i I really like small he's a little bit i think he's probably a little bit more physical than evans as well as far as like you know the first contact usually doesn't take him down so uh, Mm -hmm. especially if it's like a linebacker but yeah uh but i think evans is a stud i hope i hope to god he stays next year (laughs) yeah it it would be huge so i just i love having a good running back on our team you know it's uh honestly i honestly forget about eric gray because the way evans has been playing and i couldn't be more happy you know I, i was really upset when eric gray left and Right now, I would take Evans over anything Gray did. He's, he he's been doing fantastic, and I I hope to God he stays another year. But yeah, I, I expect him to have a really good game. Uh, like you said, their their rush defense for Ole Miss is not very good, and uh, I, I think Hendon Hooker, man, he is not getting enough credit. No, uh, he is playing lights out. He threw some beautiful throws against South Carolina. I mean, beautiful. Like, it don't matter what defense you have. There's no defense that could have defended some of those throws. So, I've been very impressed with him. Um, that touchdown pass to Hyatt was a great catch, great throw and catch, really. I mean, he had mm-hmm. a, a tight window he had to get into. And I'm just glad Hyatt's kind of gaining some confidence back. So, man, uh, how do you think Hennon Hooker does? Do you like him in this pass defense? Yeah, I mean the the or the defense like we've been saying this this whole time is just not very good, you know, from from their linemen to their linebackers to their defensive backs. So 
I think we're definitely going to have the opportunity to, to score quite a bit of points. And, you know, if we're able to get off to this hot start, um, like we have the last couple games, last few games, um, you know, keeping the keeping the foot on the gas pedal because we know that Ole Miss can come back and score quite a bit of points. So um, it's going to take one of Hooker's best performances. And, um, you know, with the way that he's been playing, I mean, I, I wouldn't put anything past him. Yeah, and when he played at the Swamp, he never looked rattled. He never looked scared. And you forget that he's been playing at Tech, Virginia Tech for all this time. So he's uh, I think he's going to have a very good game. I do. On it, and the only reason is because I haven't seen him play a bad game yet. You know, so yeah. and believe it or not, as much hype as Matt Corral is getting with the Heisman vote and all this stuff, um, Hennenicker actually has a higher quarterback rating than him. You know, he's number one in the SEC and I think top five overall in college mm-hmm. football. And he hasn't even started every game this season. So, yeah, that's uh, that's saying a lot. So. One thing he's done really well the last few games, or I guess since the pit game, is he hasn't turned the ball over. He, you know, he was kind of fumble prone there in those first couple games. He threw the the one interception, which was you know a late game situation interception, but hasn't really done any of that. He hasn't really. I mean, he's been running the the offense super efficiently. You know, there hasn't been a lot of penalties. Knock on wood. Um, <laughs> since since those since that pit game, so. I mean, the offense right now is like a well-oiled machine, it seems like. So, um, and with this defense against Ole Miss, I mean, I mean, it's, they're, I don't think they're definitely not as good as South Carolina's defense, which um, excites me. And um, they're not as bad as as Missouri, so they're they've got to be somewhere sitting there in the middle. And and I think we can put up some points against them. Yeah, and so does Vegas because I think the over is like over eighty or something. So yeah, that's just insane. But yeah, yeah. man, I I think we're gonna put up some points. I think Ole Miss will put up some points as well. Uh, it's it's gonna be a very at least I hope it's just a very entertaining game. And uh, I, if not, I, I hope I it's lopsided our our way. Exactly, <laughs> man. I you know I was. A part of me was like watching that South Carolina game. We were up like twenty-eight to nothing, and I was just like, "Man, I'm kind of, kind of bored." And then I like had to slap myself and be like, "Wait a minute! Like, if we've been like, on the other side of this, <laughs> exactly. Like, we we've been on the other side of this, you know, for the past decade. So it feels good to, you know, finally, you know, do that to a conference opponent, even if it was South Carolina. So, uh, oh, and that's another thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, we I just got back from fall. Fall break. I'm a family man, so my kids have fall breaks. So do I. So um, we did. We weren't able to, you know, do the predictions. If you listen in the last episode for the South Carolina game, but we did a brief, you know, just quick prediction of who we thought would win, and I think we both picked South Carolina. And funny enough, I actually went to South Carolina. So our <laughs> we had, we went to Charleston for a little bit, and they did a tour. Our tour guide was like, "Where's Where's everybody from?" Just trying to you know, make brief conversation. And we told him Tennessee and he goes, Tennessee, why do we always play you guys right before you guys figure everything out? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, man, but I'm not complaining. So it doesn't happen often. It does not happen often. But did you know that South Carolina has only won in Neyland three times in the history of like the rivalry? It's kind of funny. Cause I was looking at the, the history of the, I guess the games, if we had won like 19 straight against them, and then 
from there, I think Spurrier came in and then they won three straight. And then right after that, we won three straight and then they've won <laughs> yeah. three straight. And now it's back to us. So it's like yeah. a, it's kind of weird, but yeah. 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 No, even Butch Jones beat Steve Spurrier's best team there. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's uh that was probably his biggest win, honestly, or the, <laughs> I forgot about the Florida win, but yeah, for sure. But man, um, we got a lot of recruits coming to town as well. I think our the number one defensive tackle, Walter Nolan. I think he's going to be there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think I saw something. So yeah. that's huge. I saw Austin Price was with him the other day. He's a he's a volunteer insider. So um, and then I think is it the number one quarterback for the 2024 class is going to be there? Number yeah, one so, overall recruit. Yeah, it's the number one overall recruit. Um, he's coming to check out the game, and then also the. I think the number two quarterback prospect for next year's class. Yeah. So 2025. for twenty twenty three, is um, he's going to be there as well. There's there's a lot of people coming. I've seen a lot of Twitter um, activity showing that they're coming to the games, and it's been a lot of people. So um, if there was ever a game that they need to come to, it's probably this one with how much excitement there's going to be. You know, at the ball walk, you know, tailgating, all that kinds of stuff. Night game. Crazy atmosphere, checkered, everything like that. So, if uh, if the product on the field can be as good as what the atmosphere and, and everything like that's going to be, then I think we'll have or put a good impression with uh, them. Yeah, and uh, there were a bunch of gr- recruits that said they had a great time last weekend, and I was like, last weekend, God, you need to come back next week. If that's the case. Yeah. So you're going to get blown away at night, you know. So. I'm just. It feels good not to have a noon game. You know, I, I was so sick of. <laughs> I don't just the noon games just mean you suck. Let's be honest. So, oh, did you see LSU <laughs> is playing the noon game? <laughs> that's what they get. Yeah, LSU's playing a noon game. I think they're playing Florida, so that's gonna. Coach O's uh, about to be fired. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it, man. A bunch of LSU fans are saying they're gonna destroy Florida. I don't see it. What? But, yeah, yeah, How dude. They're deluded. They're delusional, man. I don't know. So, I think Kentucky's about to get destroyed by Georgia. They're about to get hit with a dose of reality. So, Yeah, pretty much everybody that plays Georgia will. Yeah, exactly. Man, I wish Ole Miss played Georgia this year. That'd be a good matchup just yeah. to see their offense play. But I think ours is just as good, if I'm being frank. So. I do too. But, yeah, so ton of recruits coming to the game. Um Honestly, even if we win or lose, I think they're going to be impressed by how crazy it's going to be. So, man, I wish we could go. We got to go to. We got birthday parties to go to. Whenever you get to a certain age, you just go to birthday parties all Saturdays, (laughs) Saturdays and Sundays. And I feel like everybody is born in the fall for whatever reason. So, there's you'll see that a lot of football games. You see all the parents trying to get a signal on their phone if there's no TV around or something. So, yeah, but. uh, yeah, man. What do you what do you think? Uh, what do you think is going to be the most crazy matchup? Is it just both offenses going at it versus the defenses, or is there like a position group you're worried about if you're Tennessee? Well, I think that the the biggest matchup has to be Matt Corral. I mean, he's the he's the leader in the Heisman race right now, I believe. I mean, he's put up some really good numbers. He's thrown zero interceptions all year. And, uh, I mean, everybody knows exactly what you're going to get out of Matt Corral whenever, you know, mm-hmm. you step on the field. So, I think, you know, trying to control him is definitely going to be the biggest matchup. I don't I don't know 
Um, I, don't, I don't know specifically which position. I guess, you know, if we can get some pressure on him to keep him inside the pocket, not let him leave the pocket. Um, I don't know. I guess it's Matt Corral versus our defense, essentially. You know, the, the he's going to have to throw for quite a bit of yards, I think, to beat us because I, I don't think that they're going to be able to run that much. I think they're going to run some, but um, I don't think that they're going to have a lot of success on the ground. And if they do, I think it'll be a long game for us. But, um, hmm. yeah, I think that that should be the biggest matchup is trying to contain and, and control Matt Corral. I think Rodney Gardner is going to earn his paycheck. And, uh, yeah, uh, I hope so. I, I think our linemen are going to get a lot of pressure on him. I do. I think they're going to try and blitz him like crazy. They're going to confuse him. They want him rattled. Uh, you know, it's going to be a great atmosphere. I, I think, you know, they got to um, Luke Dottie a bunch last week, the South Carolina yeah. quarterback. So they, they sacked him quite a bit. So I'm uh, – I'm excited, man. I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna rattle him and get to him a lot. So, I don't, I don't know how good their lineman is at Ole Miss, but I think uh, I like our chances. I think they're decent. Line. I don't yeah. think that they're anything special. Nothing special, yeah. Uh, well, we got a special defensive line coach. I think he's gonna call up some plays and different blitzes and stuff like that. So. I'm excited to see that. One thing that kind of worries me are screen passes. I feel like anytime they do a screen pass, like they always end up getting close to a first down. So hopefully our yeah. linebackers, you know, can have good coverage. And I, th- I want to play penalty free. You know, I, uh, I we played it. We haven't been, you know, the most penalized team. Uh, I think Ole Miss has though. I think they actually have quite a bit of penalties. I really? think I saw something. Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but they had quite a few penalties, and I saw that being another X factor as far as you know being yeah. on the road and stuff. But yeah, uh, but we're a pretty disciplined team uh, as far as penalty goes, at least here in the past couple games. But uh, did you see the linebackers coach talk about Jeremy Banks? He said if he mentioned if he keeps having these you know unsportsmanlike penalties, that they're going to put somebody else in the game. Yeah, like, like he's just over it and. You know, I, I get the frustration there and stuff, but Banks has also made a bunch of plays. You know, he had a nice pick against Missouri. And of course, I'm not there every day, and I'm not a coach. You know, I understand the lesson behind it, but uh, I, I don't know, man. I just think uh, I think they're going to play a disciplined game. I can't see them, you know, doing anything too crazy. And uh, I really haven't seen any mu- many pass interference calls, you know, from our no. secondary, which has been nice. You know, that's the most – I think that's probably the most frustrating penalty is any van, just pa- pass interference or holding. So uh, – and black on the backs too. If you if you, if you you get a special teams touchdown and you see a flag, you might as well just get just ready because to Because usually, usually you're 35 yards away from the play and it has nothing – like, if you were to block that guy or not block the guy, he would have never made the tackle. And those are the most frustrating to me. Yeah. Uh, it's also they can get a hit and trash talk. You know, these are yeah. college kids. These are college kids. This is a social media age where they'd rather have that one picture to get a bunch of likes, you know, instead of win the game half the time. <laughs> so it's just the world, the world we live in. But yeah, yep. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Blocking the backs and stuff like that. But I like our special teams unit too. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Vilas Jones takes one of the house, you know, on punt or kickoff returns. So, yeah, be uh, be ready for that. And he's been playing really well lately too. You know, I don't I don't think Vilas Jones is getting enough credit, but 
he's been getting first downs. He's been scoring touchdowns. Uh, he's been making really good catches. I'm just – I'm so glad that the staff is targeting him more because I never felt like Pruitt targeted him enough, ever. So, ever. Exactly. But I'm very glad that they're finally targeting him more. But do you think a wide receiver in particular is going to break out? Or not break out, but just have, you know, a really good game? Well, I think that they've been targeting Velas a lot more than than usual. So, I mean, I think that they're going to continue to do that because it's working. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it seems like Javante Payton's been getting wide open, you know, for at least a couple of times a game. And um, he always has a good chance to, to run it in for a touchdown from, you know, a lot of yards out. So, um, but, yeah, I would say Velas with, with as many touches as he's getting. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him kind of go off for, you know, another good game. You mentioned Javante Payton. I love that kid. I, I love that kid. He's and he's I think he scored a touchdown in each of the last four games. Yeah. And uh I think the last wide receiver to do that was Josh Malone, you know, hmm. in his last year. So he's ha- he's having a heck of a season and I I just love how we have a deep threat now. So Yeah. And a quarterback that can get it to him, but and uh, I heard the coaching staff say they want to target Tillman more, and which is fine. I think Tillman's pretty physical. You know, he, yeah. he gets that ball and he gets some yards after the catch and yards after contact. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the ball a few more times this game. But man, and I'm really glad Hyatt, you know, made a couple good catches. I think that was good for his confidence. And mm-hmm. uh, it's crazy, man. I don't see how he caught that touchdown, but then dropped that one. You know, against. Uh, Pit and Bowling Green, like yeah. it's just crazy. It's just crazy how stuff works, but it is what it is. But <laughs> uh, do you think anyone on defense is going to have a standout game? Like, who do you think is going to be like MVP on defense? You know, with Theo Jackson coming back, I don't, I don't know why he would slow down from from any of the games that he's had. You know, prior. Um, you know, let's see who else would be. You know, I feel like with with the atmosphere, I feel like Corral may throw an interception. So one of the defensive backs, I don't know if it'd be a safety, rather be a corner. I don't, I don't really know. Maybe it's a linebacker that gets an interception that can kind of lead us to a, another drive. You know, all the drives that you can get with with the offense to try to score as many points as possible is going to be key here. So, you know, if we can get a turnover, if we can get an interception, uh, kind of shake Corral up a little bit. Um, I think that that would be huge. I think uh, I, I'm going to make a weird prediction, but I think McCullough gets another interception. He's McCullough. been a Paul Hawk lately, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if McCullough gets one or uh, Philante Taylor gets one. So, Did you hear about okay. his deal? His, uh, the cookies? Yeah. 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 I think he's had it like every game this year. Yeah. Go and refresh everybody, uh, for those that don't know. Isn't it, which, who's it with? I don't know, but man, it sounds good. They're shine cookies, or it's I forget which one it is, which cookie shot. But every time he gets interception, I think you get two free cookies or something like that. Yeah, I think it's yeah. like everybody like at the game, or maybe everyone yeah. in Knoxville they get. Two I think free everybody cookies. in Knoxville just gets one. Yeah, so I forget gosh. which where it is though. Yeah, because I, the, I feel uh, like there's been a couple of different people that have had like deals with cookie places, and. <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah, because I, I know that there's one down there on the strip, Cumberland Avenue, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a cookie shop there, so it could be that one or it could be that 
moonshine cookie place that's pretty good. All I know is the commentators were talking about it, and they were talking about the Rocky Top cookie, yeah. which is like a like a fancier chocolate chip. And man, it sounded so good. And yeah. that, that's really all I like. I, I just want plain chocolate chip. You know, Me I don't. Too. I don't like anything fancy. I don't. I love Reese's Cups, but I don't like peanut butter cookies. They make me thirsty. Just, just <laughs> give me plain old chocolate chip, man. Just chocolate chip cookies out of the oven. We'll be good. Buddy. But yeah, I think I think our secondary, whether it be cornerback or safety, I think they're going to have a pick. But I think McCullough will have one. He's been playing lights out lately, so I think he'll continue to do that. And that would be good. Yeah, has Ole Miss played any? Difficult road games. Um, they played Bama. At they played Bama. at Tuscaloosa. Yeah. You know, Alabama always has a really good team, but I don't think it's hard to win there. Hell, we almost won there one year with Butch. That's know? actually <laughs> their only road game of the year so far was at Alabama, so I think that that may play a, a big part in our, to this game. They beat Arkansas last week at home 52-51. to 51. My gosh. Um, so, yeah, they, no. they, yeah. So, did you know Kentucky hasn't played a road game, I don't think, yet? Really? I think all their games have been at home, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see. But, man, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a rough road game for them. Yeah, it's true. So Yeah, they play at Georgia, at Mississippi State, at Vandy, at Louisville. Their next, I guess, five, four of their next six games. Do you remember that one year Kentucky won the first five games and ended up going five and seven? <laughs> it's like usually our our schedule is front loaded, so we always have a worse record. You know, going into our tough stretch. Well, yeah, our our schedule has always been so hard, just because we played Bama, Florida, Georgia. That's almost. I mean, especially for us for the last fifteen years. I mean, that's been three automatic losses. So. Man, not uh, only that, and like whatever West team we play that year, yeah. they're always absolutely loaded every freaking yeah. time. Like, like if we played LSU this year, I would really like my chances. But no, freaking yeah. Kentucky gets them. So, and we get yeah. a thirteenth ranked Ole Miss, who's second in the country in <laughs> yeah. offense. And then Kentucky, uh, and then, Kentucky gets LSU and Mississippi State this year. And then we get Ole Miss when they had Dexter McCluster, who ran for like yeah. 800 yards on that, on our defense. It, you know, Texas A&M we, we when they were fifth in the country. Yeah, uh, I think the only ago. break the only break we've gotten was that Mississippi State team yeah. a couple of years yeah. ago. And um, who was the other one? We well, we played Arkansas last year and they were not good, but neither were we. Or Arkansas two years yeah. ago, and uh, somehow we still lost that one. And then we, yeah, and then we played Arkansas with Butch, but they had Alex Collins. I mean, he was a really good running back. <laughs> he was a very good running back. So, yeah, we just can't catch a break. So, hopefully, hopefully we'll beat this West team though. That's the see West man. What a nightmare it's going on over there. Like Alabama <laughs> got upset by A and M, and LSU's <laughs> probably gonna have a new coach next season. And I I'd don't be know. surprised oh. if he makes it out of the year. Oh, he'll he'll get fired before the year's over, definitely. Because they're about to and play Florida. They're about to get wrecked by Florida. And then who else? They still got to still got to play Bama. They play Arkansas at the end, don't they? In that like their rival game. Um, I think it is. They play for like that boot or something. 
Hmm. I don't know. I think they do. Let's see. Their schedule here. Because the Mississippis play each other in the Egg Bowl. Yeah. They play Florida, then they go to, they play at Ole Miss, at Bama, um, (laughs) Arkansas at home, and then Louisiana Monroe on the road, and then Texas A&M at home. Oh, it's A&M. Okay. So, they play one, two, three, four, five. Five out of the next six games are uh, teams ranked in the top 21. So, So, they're going to be going four and eight this year. Yeah, they're done. So, hear me out here. I'm getting kind of optimistic, you should say. If we beat Ole Miss, do you do we have any chance against Bama? Any chance? I say yeah, no. This year, I would say never say never. Just because Texas A&M lost to Mississippi State True. Um, last week. And they also lost to Arkansas, who is not great, but they're good. Um, so I think anything can happen, especially against Bama. They have a lot of injuries on defense. Their their offense is good, but their defense has some holes, um, which typically you can't say. And I think that those were kind of exposed against Texas A&M. So um, I would say never say – but I, w- I wouldn't give us a great chance, obviously. But Yeah. Um, their quarterback's good, man. Yeah, he's good. <clears throat> they got yeah. they got a really good young quarterback out there. So yeah, and he's already like a millionaire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, if I was Alabama, I would just give it to that wide receiver the whole game. He, he's by far, I think, their best Mechie? weapon. What? No, the other guy. It the was William, Was it Williams or Williamson? Uh, All of them are good. <clears throat> but he is. A freak of nature when he has the ball in his hands. I would just throw it to him every time. And uh, is it any coincidence that Henry Toa Toa went to Alabama and now their defense just does not look very good? And now they I mean, still he, can't cover the slant. No, and um, you know I hate Gary Danielson, but I couldn't help crack up laughing whenever you know he does the play by play. And uh, whenever he would, he would just call it Henry Toe Toe every time, like he didn't go here or he took the he took a step here and it should have gone this way, like every time. So, yep. Oh man, what goes around comes around, huh? <laughs> so let's see here, man. Shout out to everybody that is going to the game. Be sure to make a ton and ton of noise and just go absolutely wild. So, what uh, you want to get into our predictions? Yeah. Uh, you go first. You, I go for, Of course. Appreciate it. <laughs> I, I'm uh, so torn. I don't even know who to pick. You know, and here's the thing that I guess I'm a sunshine pumper right now, but here's the thing. Before the season, you mentioned this was an automatic L. Now, the fact that we are torn, this coach and staff, hats off to them. They, they've yep. done an excellent job. Uh, that's, that, that speaks wonders. You know, I'm I'm torn. Uh, I'm usually kind of on the wall uh, about who's going to win just because I'm a Tennessee fan. You know, how many times have we been let down or have had heartbreaking losses? And, hell, even before <laughs> before the season started, I picked Missouri to beat us just because, <laughs> like, you know, it's Tennessee football. we got to drop and we got to lay an egg somewhere. But, you know, if you look on paper, honestly – Tennessee is favored, I think. If you just look on paper, you know, Ole Miss's defense is bad, really bad. Our defense is in the top 50. 
Ole Miss has a top two offense, but we've already played the number one offense in Pitt, and we honestly should have beat them. So mm-hmm. I want to say uh, Ole Miss is going to win this game just because I'm hesitant, I'm worried, I'm scared. Um, Lane Kiffin's coming back to town. I think this game means something to him. Uh, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried about that. And I think Matt Corral is a stud at quarterback. I think he's a very good player. He's a very good thrower. And he can run a little bit too. So mm-hmm. we've struggled against dual threat quarterbacks, uh, except against South Carolina's. But, you know, we struggled against uh, Pittsburgh's quarterback, Kenny Pickett. So, honestly, man, you could flip a coin on this thing. E- even Vegas is saying, like, flip a coin. <laughs> yeah. Uh my mind is saying Ole Miss, but my heart saying Tennessee. I just love – I'm going to pick Tennessee to win. I'm just going to do it. Screw it. Uh, I'm going to say Tennessee <laughs> wins. Uh, let's do <laughs> – and here's the weird part. The over is like, you know, almost Eight triple two. digits. Uh, I'm going to say Tennessee wins 48-41. to 41. Nice. Yeah, I think our defense is going to stop them a little bit. Um, I hope I'm right, uh, for the record. Um, I (laughs) hope I'm very right. I actually wouldn't be surprised if if Ole Miss gets less than 41. Uh, I think our defense is going to get pressure on Corral. I think he's going to be rattled at Neyland at night. I really do. I I think the crowd – and Neyland Stadium is going to help us win this game. At least that's what I hope. Um, <laughs> I I could in, as weird as this as weird as this sounds, I could actually see Ole Miss blowing us out too. Like I could totally see things bounce the wrong way. I could totally see that. But so far this year, things have bounced our way. The past two games, we've scored twenty eight points in the first quarter. So yeah, I. Uh, I like the way we're playing. I think Coach Heupel is going to call an excellent game. I think Tim Banks is going to have some really good schemes and really good hidden blitzes against Corral. Uh, I just I think the staff might be the real deal, man. I know it's early, but uh, what they've done, the fact that this is such a close game now versus preseason when we both had them as L's, you know they uh, they know what they're doing. So finally. Yeah. So who do you got, man? Yeah, I've been uh, pretty torn on this one as well. I I want to pick Tennessee so bad. Um, and I do think that, you know, Bama being the only road game that they played so far this year, in which it was a game and, and it was a lot of hype for it as well with Kiffin returning back to Bama. Um, and it just didn't go their way. And I, I think that that would be – you know, something similar where there's a lot of hype going into this game with Kiffin returning back to Tennessee. Um, just the overall hype with, in Knoxville just for the game itself. Um, you know, Ole Miss's defense is not great. Our defense is okay. They're great. Their offense is great. Ours is pretty good. Um, for some reason, my guess just telling me that Ole Miss will still come out on top on this one. Um and the score, I, you know, I'm really I, – I don't feel like it will be – I don't think it's going to reach that 82 points in which 
because I feel like our defense is going to make some stops, and I feel like that they're going to have some stops as well. Um, but I feel like Ole Miss is sitting around like 41 to 38 Ole Miss. Oh, man, a heartbreaking field goal. Yeah, it's going to be rough if it happens. But Ooh. I would much rather prefer your score. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think Eiffel's going to be able to let off the gas. So I think, Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, this will be the first game he's not going to be able to let off the gas. So I think they're going to. I, you know, we might even see some trick plays too. We haven't really seen many of those, mm-hmm. um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's got something up his sleeve. I, you can tell he's definitely holding some things for this game. I mean, the second half, the second half of South Carolina, they were just ready for that game to be over. You know, they yeah. were just running, run, run, and I was fine with that. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to see why he decided to just run, 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 <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see him open up some plays and. Just call an excellent game. So so you think Ole Miss will pull it out? Unfortunately. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, th- this, like I said, this could be a coin flip. Um, Tennessee is also cursed with previous coaches that have <laughs> ties with Tennessee. I think the only guy we've beaten was when Dooley was, uh, was the offensive coordinator at Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> A couple of years ago, so you should just invite all of our previous coaches back one year and like honor them during halftime as like the worst <laughs> t- coaches in Tennessee history. Just have like, um, just have Kiffin come back, and then we'll have well, not Kiffin, we'll have Dooley come back, Butch, and Pruitt all come back and just stand in the middle of the field, just let everybody boo them, so we can all just kind of move on. <laughs> that might be a great revenue uh, idea because all the concessions would, would be out. sold out. Yeah. yeah, they would they would throw you know anything they could get their hands on at those poor guys. Yeah. So I think it would be oh. great for the fans to just kind of forget the past. You know, if they ever had like a college football purge, I'd be locking my doors <laughs> if I were those guys. Yeah. But uh, man, well that that sucks that you're picking Ole Miss, man. I really yeah. didn't want to because, like we said earlier, the this game was a preseason automatic almost loss. True. Like, true. I was 95% sure that we had no chance in this one. And <laughs> now that it's like, you know, I'm torn whether I should pick. Like, I honestly don't have any good information to where I feel like, you know, it would go – I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why I pick Ole Miss. I don't know. It's just because that's who I had you're Tennessee. Because you're, it's because you're a Tennessee yeah. fan, man. How many games have we lost that we yeah. should have won? You know. But I also didn't feel like we come out against South Carolina and put up 28 points the first quarter. So I mean, it's yeah, it's things like that. It's just hard right now to, I guess, have that much trust in the program whenever you haven't seen it, especially against a team that's ranked number 13. They're only a two and a half point favorite right now, so. You know, obviously, um, you know, big time Vegas sees a lot in us that, you know, I guess the program doesn't really see in itself. But it's going to be rocking. I think that, that could be the X factor. And, I, I mean, I won't be surprised if we come out on top, honestly. You know what's weird? I haven't met, like, an analyst that has picked Ole Miss. Like, yeah, everyone on SEC Network is picking Tennessee. Like, Roman Harper had a video saying we're going to be ranked after we win and Josh Pate, he's got his own little formula system, and it says that we're we're favored to win. He thinks we're gonna win, and 
he'll be in town. He's from 27, 24-7 Sports, so it's uh, it's almost like it's too good to be true. You know, everyone's picking us to win, and, and that's then we just get blown out. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, it's almost yeah. too, it's like a too perfect of a situation for it to actually pull out, for yeah. us to be, you know, in this good situation. Like, nothing... Yeah. Nothing in the last how many years has gone our way, and you know things are actually going our way right now. So it's like, you know, who who the heck do you pick? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a coin flip. But maybe I'm just wanting to stay in this dream world a little bit longer. But I think uh, there's just something about my gut, man. It's just telling me to pick the Vols. So, yeah. and usually I'm a little optimistic. or usually I'm. The opposite. Usually, I'm like, mm, I'm a little more hesitant. I'm like, no, I don't, th- I don't think we're gonna win. I mean, God, I picked yeah. Missouri beating us, so <laughs> I, uh, and that was preseason. You know, <laughs> the, yeah. the last, the more recent episodes I had us win, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a heck of a game. I think it's gonna be a really fun game. It's gonna be really cool to see Neil and Checkered out at night. I'm, uh, I'm excited for everybody to be a part of there and. For those for those of you that don't know Chase, he he's a man of few words, and he's not very loud. You better be screaming at the top of your lungs. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna call you Sunday morning, and if your voice isn't hoarse, I will be very upset. See, so. I I plan on screaming as loud as my whisper can go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll have to invest in a megaphone or something. Yeah. Maybe they have like an app where you can just record yourself screaming. You just hold That'd it in the air. Nice. So. Well, man, that, do you have anything else you want to add before this epic matchup against the Old Miss Rebels? Nope. Prove me wrong, balls. Please prove them wrong and prove me right. There's nothing, not a better feeling in the world than being <laughs> right. But, well, guys, that's going to do it for this episode before this epic matchup against Old Miss 730 in Knoxville. Uh, please feel free to check us out on social media. Our Twitter is blowing up and shout out to everybody following us we've reached over a thousand followers so that's really cool to see thank you guys but if you want to follow us and have it yet it's rocky top times 98 check us out on facebook the rocky top times that's going to do it for this episode my name is sean my name is chase as always go balls go balls